everybody online, click that share button right now. I believe I got a word from the Lord to help your friends online on YouTube. Go ahead and click the subscribe button, and let's dive into God's word today. If you're dating, I want to help you out right now. If you're thinking about dating, I want to help you out right now. I'm going to give you some pickup lines that'll change the game for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here it goes. Are you a parking ticket? Because you got fine written all over you. I'm here to help you today, church. Do you believe in love at first sight? Or should I walk by again? Is your name Google? Because you have everything I've been searching for. I'm here to help you today. Did you recently get a bank loan? Because you got my interest. This is my favorite one. My feelings for you are like diarrhea. I just can't hold it in. Come on, somebody, huh? Huh? That that one right there. That's a winning one. And then there's some famous Christian pickup lines. Now, I know why Solomon had 700 wives, because he never met you. (laughs) Last night, I was reading in the book of Numbers, and I realized I don't have yours. (laughs) I'll take you back to Adam, the very beginning. I, I believe one of my ribs belongs to you. Come on, somebody, huh? That's a Christian pickup game right there. I didn't know angels flew this low. Uh, What's your name? Uh, What's your name and number so I can add it to my prayer list? (laughs) I I would leave uh, 99 sheep to come and find you, and then I would carry you home joyfully on my shoulders. Hi, I'm Will. God's will. Come on, I'm helping somebody. I'm helping somebody. Is your name Faith? Because you're the substance of things I've hoped for. Come on, I... I spit in that game right there, church. I I have to admit that back in my high school days and my college days, I I, I tried a few pickup lines. And and when I was in high school, when I was in college, I I thought dating was complicated. It was just kind of confusing for me. Do I ask her out? Do I not ask her out? How do I do it? When should I do it? What if she says no and I run into her in class or at the cafeteria the next day? Will it be awkward. I mean, I just thought dating was complex back in the days, but can I tell you, today it is way more complicated to be on the dating scene. You got texting that wasn't back in the day. You got Zoom. You got FaceTime. You got COVID and quarantine. You you got social media. You got dating apps. Listen, you don't even know if the person you're chatting with online is even who they say they are. It's complicated. Come on, how many of you ever seen somebody's picture on social media? Uh, You saw them on the dating app and you're like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm. man, they look good. And then when you meet them in person, you're like, It was like, that's your cousin right here? Like, who, who, who is that? It's complicated. And in church, I talk to a lot of young adults. I talk to a lot of 
teens. I talk to a lot of middle-aged people who are trying to figure out how to win in dating. I talk to a lot of parents. I talk to a lot of grandparents. And they're trying to figure out, what do I tell my teen? What do I tell my young adult? What do I tell my grandchild? What do I say to my kids about this subject of dating? It's so complex. It's so complicated. It looks way different than when I was growing up. What do I say? How do I help them win in dating? Well, I want to help you today. I want to give you five ways to win in dating. And we're going to examine the life of Samson, and we're going to look at some of his dating mistakes and learn how we can win, how we can help those that we love, our kids, our grandkids, our our great-grandkids, win in dating. Here's number one. Do not play the dating game. Let me explain that to you here in Judges chapter 15 and verse 1 and 2. It says, later on, at the time of wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat and went to visit his wife. He said, I'm going to my wife's room, but her father would not let him go in. I was so sure you thoroughly hated her, he said, that I gave her to your friend. Isn't her younger sister more attractive? Take her instead. Let me explain what's happening here. In Judges chapter number 14, the chapter right before, Samson's wife betrayed him to the Philistines. He was angry. He was mad. And so he left his wife and went to his parents' home for just a little while. And after spending some time at his parents' home, he came back to be with his wife. But when he got back, the, the wife, his wife's father decided, no, 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 Samson doesn't want you any longer. And so he gave his daughter to another man to, to be married to her. And Samson is now mad. He's, he's frustrated. He's angry. And so he begins to destroy the Philistines' property. And once he begins to destroy their property, the Philistines are mad at Samson. And they decide to kill his wife. They decide to kill his father-in-law. And now we find Samson. He's angry, he's hurting, and he began to make some bad relationship decisions. Check this out in Judges 16, verse 1. One day Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. He went in to spend the night with her. Samson was in pain. He he was looking for love in all the wrong places. He was on the rebound after having his heart broken. Let me say this to all of you today. You have to be very careful not to start making bad relationship decisions after you've been hurt or you've been disappointed in a relationship. You see, Samson started to make horrible relationships decisions. He's on the rebound. His heart's been broken. And he started to play the dating game, and it devastated his life. You see, when you play the dating game, you date without a plan. You date for dating's sake. You date because you're lonely or you're emotional or you're hurt or you're wounded or you're insecure. You just got to have somebody. But listen, to date to win, you have to have a plan. To date to win, you have to have some dating goals. And the ultimate goal of dating is to find a spouse. Proverbs 18, verse 22 says this, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor 
from the Lord. The purpose of dating is to find a wife, to find a husband. You have to have a winning plan if you're going to win at dating. Let me help you just real quick with a winning plan. Here's the first thing. You got to be realistic. You got to be realistic. Most people don't just date just one person and that one person is just the right person. Go on a couple days. That, that's, this is the one. No, no, no. For most people, that, most people date more than one person before they find their spouse. I, I dated more than one person before I met Tiffany. I'm just curious by hands lifted. Some of you are going to lie, but that's okay. The Lord will help you anyways. How many of you throughout your life have dated more than one person? Just lift your hand. Yeah, yeah. Most people have. I'm just saying, be realistic. I'm going to date one person. It's it's love at first sight. No, it's not. Be be, be realistic. And here's the second thing about a dating plan is look in the right places. Look in the right places. Samson over here looking at the prostitute's house. Wrong place. You're not going to find the one you're looking for there. The club, the party, like, no, God's house. A good, a good small group. Like, you got to look in the right places. Number, number three, date people who are marriage material. Dating's for marriage. It's to set you, it's to find the right person. And so, so if you're dating somebody and they're not marriage material, you're dating the wrong person. Date people that are marriage material, that have the characteristics that you're looking for. And let me say this to you. If you're dating somebody and when you find out they're not marriage material, they're not the kind of person you're looking for, Move on. Don't play the let's get emotionally connected and hurt each other game. Like, like don't, don't do that. Date with a plan. Let me give you a, a, second, a second way to win in dating. Do not sleep around. It's quiet in this church today. <laughs> Samson didn't win in dating because he was driven by his hormones. Samson was sleeping with a prostitute. And when people become physically intimate outside of the parameters of marriage, it leads to poor decision-making. And that's exactly what happened to Samson. He was sleeping around, and he was making bad relationship decisions. And he started to date this lady named Delilah. And we're going to talk about Delilah in a few minutes. But, but I, what I want you to see is that when you're driven by lust rather than by biblical love, you will sabotage your relationships. When you're driven by lust, you don't see things clearly. When you're driven by lust, mean people appear nice. Ugly people appear good looking. When you're driven by lust, bad people appear good. Lazy people appear motivated. Broke people appear to have money. Jerks appear to be kind. Controlling people appear to be loving. Unstable people appear to be stable. People don't think clearly when they're driven by lust. You know what I'm talking about? How many of you have that friend? And you're like, why are you there? McFly! Like, they just don't see clearly and they make bad Relationship mistakes. Church family, you will miss out on God's best blessings for your life if you engage in sexual activity outside of marriage. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 3 says this, God's will. Let me pause there. I get a lot of people asking me, Pastor, I just want to know God's will. What's God's will for my life? How do I find God's will? Well, well, here's one of the key verses to live in God's will. Here it goes. Here it goes. God's will for you is to be holy. So stay away from all. It's right there. If you have your Bible, uh, just circle it. Or maybe text this verse to yourself and just circle that word all. Because people are always saying, well, how close to the line can I get? No, 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 no. Stay away from all, all sexual sin. Listen, don't play hard to get. Be hard to get. I'm going to say that again. Don't play hard to get. Be hard to get. Mm-mm, you can't have this. No, I'm going to live in God's will. If you want this, if you want it, you better put a ring on it because I'm going to honor God. With, that's God's will for my life. Verse 4 goes on to talk about God's will. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Verse 5, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his way. You got to have a physical intimacy plan so that you can live in God's will. Let me quickly give you a physical intimacy plan so that you can live in God's will. Number one is determine your boundaries before you go on a date. If you don't know your boundaries before you go, you're already in a world of trouble. No, determine your boundaries before you ever go on a date. You know, in your mind, you already know, I'm only going this far. And on anybody I date, I'm, we might hold hands or we might hug or we might kiss. I'm only going this far. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18 says, run from sexual sin. Don't play with it. Don't. Get close to it and just see why. Well, just no, no, no. Run from sexual sin because there's no other sin that so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. So determine your boundaries and then, number two, communicate your boundaries early on. You know, maybe not on the first date unless, you know, somebody's trying to get frisky. And hey, back off. Let me give you my boundaries. But at some point, you got to communicate your boundaries. You know, I'll... I'll if we're dating, I may hold your hand or give you a kiss or a hug, but no, 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 no hands in clothes. No, I got boundaries. I'm hard to get. I'm not playing hard to get. I am hard to get. No clothes off. We're not going to be alone parked in a car at night at the lake talking about you want to pray. You try to lay hands suddenly, and the devil, I was out there, you broke the devil, talking about you want to lay hands. No, no. We will not be alone in the house. Just why, run from sexual sin. We will not be in the dorm room or the bedroom without the door open. Run from sexual sin. You see, there's this law called the law of diminishing return. And the law of diminishing return simply is this. The more you do, the more you want to do. The more you do, the more you want to do. You know, when Tiffany and I first started dating, you know, she, you know, Tiffany saw this, <laughs> this dark chocolate, ha, ah, she, she touched my hand, you know, we you know, you touched hand, wow, <laughs> wow, I feel it from the top of my head. Just, we touched hands today. 
And if you keep going, touching hands is nothing. Because the more you do, the more you want to do. Let me just say this to, to everyone in the room. If you've had sex outside of marriage, ask God to forgive you and then forgive yourself. God is gracious. God is forgiving. First John chapter 1 verse 9 says, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm not proud of this. And I did suffer consequences because of it. But I was not a virgin when Tiffany and I got married. But I did confess my sins to God. I did receive his forgiveness and his cleansing power. And then I forgave myself. And somebody needs to turn to God, repent, run away from the sin that you're living in, and then ask God to forgive you and then forgive yourself. Don't live under condemnation. Don't beat yourself up. God forgives you, so you forgive yourself. And from this day forward, you pursue God's best for your life. God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Number three is this, number three is this, number three is this, for five ways to win in dating. Number three, take time to get to know the person. Judges chapter 16, verse four and five. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, see if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and, and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. And, and Samson obviously did not know Delilah very well because she turned her back on him for some money. And one of the big reasons people don't win in dating is because they do not take time to get to know the person. Here, here's some wisdom for you. Go slow and get to know. Go slow and get to know on your, date, on your dates. Don't just let... Hormones run wild. Don't, 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 get all emo no, don't get all emotional. No, no, no. Take, take your time. Go slow and get to know the person. Let me give you a dating checklist, a dating checklist to help your life out, a dating checklist. Here's the first one. Here's the first one. Are, are they a Christ follower? A dating checklist. Are they a Christ follower? I, I didn't say, are they a Christian? I said, are they following Christ? There's a difference. Do they pray? Do they read the Bible? Do they attend church? Do they attend a small group? Do they serve? Do they tithe? Do they live for God? Are they a Christ follower? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness don't team up don't be unequally yoked that, that that that's the part of the dating checklist let's look at this dating checklist i encourage you right as fast as you can get your camera out your phone out take some pictures of this you gotta have this dating checklist you gotta get to know the person number two is do you share the same core values 
People with dramatically different core values will struggle in marriage. Our values determine how we spend our time. Our values determine how we spend our money, how we spend our energy. Our values influence how we raise our children. Our values determine our passion, our dreams. You must talk through core values and ensure that you are in alignment. Check the values. One of the reasons Tiffany and I have a strong marriage is we share a lot of the same core values. We both believe the Bible is the inspired word of God. We believe that all of our standards come from the Bible. So our entertainment is filtered through what the Bible says. We, we honor God in the, in the area of our, our life and our decisions, our lifestyle, how we manage money. We talk through that, how we're going to raise children. We talk through that. Your core values matter. Check the dating list. Check the list. Check the list. Number three is this. Can you negotiate differences? You see, two people can have the same beliefs and values, but if they cannot negotiate the small day-to-day aspects of life, they will be miserable in marriage. Just can't negotiate the small things in life. Like, can you pick a restaurant or a movie that you both will enjoy without arguing for 45 minutes? Can you debate about politics or the news or sports or a book or friendships respectfully? Can you mention an annoyance or a complaint and talk it through? You have to be able to negotiate differences. Number four is this, this dating checklist. How does the person handle conflict with you and with others? Do they fight? Do they scream? Are they a stuffer? They don't say anything. They just keep stuffing, 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 but never say anything. Are they a gossiper? Or are they just childish? Number five, how do they handle challenging or difficult relationships? We all have challenging relationships. Everybody experiences difficult relationships. How do they handle them? Are they hateful? Are they mean? Are they rude? Do they run away? Do they hide? Do they fight? How do they handle difficult relationships? Number six, dating checklist. How do they handle suffering, loss, or grief? A lot of people overlook this. How do they handle suffering, loss, and grief? So here's the question. Can you suffer with this person? You see, marriage vows say for better and for worse, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. In life, suffering is inevitable. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. And the question you have to ask yourself on the dating checklist is, can you suffer well with this person? Since Tiffany and I have been married for the last 24 years, my mom died since we've been married. My older brother died. Tiffany, both her grandfathers have died since we've been married. One of her grandmothers has died. We've been sick. We've been in the hospital. We've had sick kids. One of our kids so sick, we didn't know what was wrong with him as a little fella. He lost 20 pounds. We were so nervous. What's wrong with our baby? And the question is, can you suffer well with this 
person dating checklist number seven is this how do they interact and treat their family and friends do they have good relationships with family and friends or is it drama how do they handle money are they a spender or saver? you got to find this out what's their debt load talk about that what's your debt load credit card debt student loan financial goals you gotta talk how do they handle money number nine on the dating checklist is how do they respond when they're hungry angry tired hurting and lonely how do they respond how do they react what's their emotions number 10 what is their daily outlook on life is it positive or negative attitude is it a can-do attitude or a can't-do attitude is it sweet or is it sour the dating checklist let me give you one more nugget here on this dating checklist and that is this let me give you some winning advice when getting to know someone. Winning advice when getting to know someone. You're working down the checklist, you're getting to know someone. I wanna give you some winning advice as you're getting to know them. Number one is this, don't ignore the red flags. So many people do. They ignore the red flags. It's like, you don't see it, why are you pretending that's not there? Like, there are red flags. Don't ignore them. Most people do. Number two, do not believe issues will automatically work themselves out over time. Don't believe that. Well, you know, we love each other. The Lord just go help us. You better talk that through. Number three, do not believe that you will change the person. Well, you know, you know, we love each other. When we get married, I'll change them. Pastor, what are you saying? No is what I'm saying, just in case you can't read lips. Number four, number four, number four. I want to help you, church. My heart's desire is to help you as singles, looking, dating. I'm going to help parents. I want to help grandparents. I want to help you today. Number four is this. Seek out godly and wise counsel. One of Samson's major mistakes he made was he was dating and he did not pursue godly and wise counsel. And the Bible has so much. It would, I would literally spend 15, 20 minutes just reading you all the scriptures on getting godly and wise counsel. But let me share a few. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Most people don't. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or, or turn away from them. Proverbs 4 verse 7. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Don't act like you got it. I'll get you some wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. Proverbs 12 verse 15. The way of fool seems right to them. Well, I've got, I've got it all figured out. I'm, I'm, I'm 22 and a half years old. I understand everything about life. Can't nobody tell me anything. No, no, no. That, that's foolishness, the scripture says. But the wise listen to advice. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 1. Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. To all of my, all, all the students, all of the young adults, listen, listen to your parents and grandparents. Lean into their wisdom. Proverbs 19 verse 20. Listen to advice and accept instruction and in the end you will be wise. And when you don't listen to godly and wise counsel, you end up in a world of trouble just like Samson. In church, when you don't listen to wise and godly counsel, you can miss the obvious. You can miss the obvious. Judges chapter 16 verse 15 and 16 says, then she said to him, how can you say, this is Delilah, I love you when you don't confide in me? This is the third time. Everybody shout third time. Third. Yeah, this is the third time 
You have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was tired to death. The third time. If you're not familiar with the story, Delilah asked Samson what the secret of his strength was. She told him. He, he told her. And then she called the Philistines in. And she did exactly what he told her. It didn't work. And then she asked him again. Samson told her something else. She called the Philistines in. And she did exactly what he told him. Didn't work. The third time, Samson, tell me the secret of your strength. He told her something. Wasn't the truth. She called the Philistines in, and she did exactly what he told her. Samson, that girl is poor as I. I mean, do, do you not see? She's trying to destroy you. But if you don't have any godly and wise people who can be another set of eyes for you saying, I don't think that's the right one. I, if I was you, I'd be watching. I, I, think, I think they're going to hurt you. Listen, if without godly and wise counsel, you will get yourself in a world of trouble. It seems so obvious to everybody else, but it's not obvious to you. You met him where? The club? She screams at you? You two don't get along at all, but you love each other, okay? He just hits you. She talks bad about everybody. She doesn't get along with her friends. He only gets high on the weekends. He doesn't have a good job, a job, not only a good job, he don't even work, but he's a nice person. <laughs> she is always in the middle of family drama. What I'm saying is it's so easy to overlook the obvious. You have to get wisdom, get understanding, listen to wise and godly counsel. Number five is this. Number five is this. Five ways to win in dating. Number five, be it so you can receive it. Samson got into major relationship trouble because he wasn't sold out to God. Samson was living a life of compromise. One of his biggest mistakes is he had one foot in the church and one foot in the world. He was just compromising. Let me give you an example of this from his life. Numbers chapter 6, verse 5 and 6 says, During the period, the entire period of his vow of separation, no razor may be used on his head. The Nazarite vow. He must be holy until the period of his separation to the Lord is over. And he must let the hair of his head grow long. And that's where Samson's strength was, was in his hair. Throughout the period of his separation to the Lord, he must not go near a dead body. Now let's look at Samson compromising, Judges 14, verse 8 and 9. Sometime later, when he went back to marry her, he turned aside to look at the lion's carcass, this dead lion. And it was a swarm of bees and some honey, which he scooped out his hand and ate as he went along. He wasn't even supposed to be near a dead body. And then when he rejoined his parents, he gave them some and they too ate it. But he did not tell them that he had taken the honey from the lion's carcass. Just compromising. Little by little, compromise. And then you see him sleeping with a pro prostitute compromise just little by little by little one foot in the church and one foot in the world I, I want to be a Nazarite and a holy man of God but I also want the things of the world and just just compromising 
And you will never find a godly spouse by living an ungodly life. You see, you attract who you are, not what you want. Have you ever heard somebody say, I just don't know why all the nasty people ask me out. I don't know why just a bunch of gossipers and liars always want to be around me. I don't know why everybody just, everybody who's hateful and mean just always asking me out. Just all the wrong people always asking me out. That says more about you than it does about them because you attract who you are, not what you want. You got to be it before you can receive it. So here's, here, here's some wisdom for you. Work on becoming the type of person that the type of person you're looking for is looking for. Let me say that again. Work on becoming the type of person that the type of person you're looking for is looking for. So you be on fire for Jesus. You love God with all of your heart. You be committed to church and to prayer and to Bible reading and to small group. Work on you. You get emotionally healthy. You, 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 you work on your own insecurities. You, you work and make sure you make good grades in school. You, you work on you. You, you. you work on your career. You work on your financial portfolio and getting your finances in a strong place. You, you work on you. you. You work on being on fire for Jesus Christ. You work on you and if you will be it you'll receive it if you'll be it you'll receive it if you'll be it you'll receive it because you track who you are not what you want